This week on The Xander Effect, actress and scream queen Sadie Katz joins me and talks to me a little bit about her experiences in horror movies and what fun she had during Oscar week. All this, plus this week in entertainment, sports, and video games starts right now. Live it up! Not that up a maestro, more like that lizard from Geico. When I lick, 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 you go psycho. Downtown, I'm more famous than Michael. My game, I gave it to Tyco. Gene Simmons of my time, whoa, got my control, damn control. Up to your spine and back down to your toes. Melt you, mama, like pile of mold. Hi everyone, welcome to the Xander Effect. I'm your host, Xander Dames. In entertainment news, Bruno Mars and Janet Jackson headline this year's 2020 Essence Festival. And basically, the uh, Essence magazine is celebrating 50 years of the magazine being uh, being around. And uh, so far, Bruno Mars is actually really excited because this is his first, the first time he's performing at, a, at, at this festival. Not only that, the festival is also going to be through the five Five days long, each day celebrating the year that uh, that uh, that Essence magazine has been around. So that should be really exciting for for Bruno Mars and the rest of the fans that are with Janet Jackson and 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 Essence magazine fans as well. They have a they have a long long lineup, uh, you know, for the for the festival, and it's going to be held in New Orleans. So it should be an incredible event. Uh, it should be fantastic, especially since you have like two huge headliners right there. And yeah, it's it's going to be a great event. In other entertainment news, the new trailer for Stranger Things, the fourth season, is out, and it's a very interesting trailer. It's a very well, actually, it's not even a trailer; it's a teaser, actually, to the the new season that's coming up. And if you watch, spoiler alert, by the way, if you in case you haven't seen it. It starts off in uh, in the snow, somewhere in the snow. I'm assuming it's Russian because a lot of the there, it seems like there's there's prisoners or workers that are hammering on a railroad in the middle of the snow, and it, the, the 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 army guys or the military men that are around them are seems like they're in Russian uniform. So I'm assuming that it's in Russia. Maybe not. Who knows? It could still be in the same little town. I have no idea. But um, it's very interesting. Because Chief Hopper, uh, played by David Harbour, is alive. That's pretty much how the the teaser ends. Is they zoom in on a guy that's just just hammering away at the nails into this at the spikes into the railroads, and he takes off his beanie and his hopper, and he's bald, like he's completely bald. So that brings up the question: as how in the is he alive? Like, how is he alive? When last we saw him at the at the end of season three, he sacrificed his himself and went up against Mind Flayer 
And because Mind Flayer was trying to come back into our realm yet again, and by and this time he had possessed a bunch of people uh, and liquefied them in order to gain some sort of a body and able to be able to be here in our uh, plane of existence instead of his world, which is the upside down. So Joyce, which is played by Winona Ryder, she went with Hopper to the Russian uh, to, because the Russians had a secret. A secret installate, a secret laboratory. They were also experimenting to experimenting as well with the upside down, and Hopper went in there to try to stop this monster, uh, the the mind flare, from coming into our realm again. While the kids were battling, you know, battling it on, on another part of town. So when this happened, Hopper sacrificed his life, and there was a huge explosion to the point that it, they closed the gate yet again. We were under the assumption that Hopper was killed. He was done. Suddenly he appears in the trailer. I mean, in the teaser. That is insane. So now's the question. Why don't these people just go ahead and stay dead? <laughs> I mean, first you got Eleven that we figured she died in the very first season. Now you have Hopper that somehow, someway comes back to life. These people just don't like staying dead, apparently. So, which is cool, though, because I like actually like both the character, Eleven and Hopper. They, they, they both actually make the show. They're, 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 they're part of the building blocks of this show being so successful. So it was really, I, I was sad to see Hopper go. To be perfectly honest with you, especially when Eleven started reading, you know, his letters and stuff like that. I was I actually shed a tear when I saw that because I was heartbroken. Hopper was such a nice guy, great dad to Eleven, and to see him get killed the way he did, to sacrifice his life, that was really sad. But now it's time to find out how in the world did he uh, is he alive? A and B, where the hell is he? How is he in Russian? How is he on you know under the custody of these military guys? All these questions and more hopefully will be answered in season four of Netflix, Netflix's Stranger Things. In other entertainment news, also coming to Netflix is going to end up being Masters of the Universe. Uh, Kevin Smith decided to, you know, take his love of comic books and everything retro and bring it back. Apparently, he he uh, decided to start a brand new a brand new version of Masters of Universe, Masters of the Universe called Masters of the Universe Revelation. And according to reports, it's where Masters of the Universe left off. Now, mind you, this is an animated series, so don't get your hopes up. It's not live action or anything but it basically picks up where masters of the universe left off and kevin smith he um he decided to go ahead and make this happen and he's got an all-star cast he i'm i'm saying he's got a huge cast in front of him which basically consists of mark hamill as skeletor which would be really cool because, you know, he comes from a background of, of voiceover when he did Batman. He was the voice of the Joker uh, with Batman the Animated Series. Lena Headey as Evil Lynn. Chris Wood as uh, as Prince Adam and He-Man. Chris Wood, uh, you might remember him. He's been on a lot of DC uh, TV shows. Well, actually, he was on, uh, he was on Supergirl. Uh, Sarah Michelle Geller, which is really cool to see her come back into the spotlight. She's going to end up playing the part of Tila. Liam Cunningham as Man at Arms. Stephen Root as Cringer, which is really cool because, you know, he's a guy from Office Space and he's hilarious. So that'd be very interesting to see him play Cringer. Uh, Diedrich Bader as the as King Randor, aka Trapjaw. And, or, or, or also Trapjaw. Griffin Newman as Orko. 
Tiffany Smith as Andra, Henry Rollins as Triclops, Alan Oppenheimer as Mossman, Susan Eisenberg as Sorceress, Alicia Silverstone, the, the former Clueless actress, is coming back as well, and she was also in Batman and Robin, which you know pretty much makes her a hero already right there in and of itself. She's coming back, and she's, she's coming into this as Queen Marlena. Justin Log, Long, obviously we remember him from so many movies. He's coming. He's coming in as Roboto. Jason Mewes, who's who's Kevin Smith's uh, counterpart in Jane Silent Bob's, uh, all of you about Strikes Back and all the other Jane Silent Bob movies. He's coming in as Stinkor. Phil Lamar as Hero, which is, uh, well, we haven't seen Phil Lamar in a very long time. He's been doing a lot of voiceover uh, stuff for Justice League, but if you remember, he was on Mad TV. Tony Todd as Scareglow, which is really cool because Tony Todd has always been, like, he's always had this, like, creepiness about him, which is which makes him a perfect creepy character like that. Chris Summer as Priestess. Kevin Michael Richardson as Beastman, Kevin Conroy, Conroy as Merman. Now, Kevin Conroy, this is going to be a, a reunion between Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill because Kevin Conroy was the original voice of Batman in the animated series, so that's going to be pretty cool. He was also on Crisis on Infinite Earths very recently as, as also Batman. Uh, and finally, Harley Quinn Smith, which is Kevin Smith's daughter, she's going to be playing Lena. So... Suffice it to say, this is going to be an all-star cast for the new He-Man animated series. I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually curious to see how they're going to pick up where He-Man, the 1980s version He-Man, left off. So that's going to be very interesting to watch. Kevin Smith also had this to say about the project. I cannot believe the lineup of talent I get to play with. The incredible star-studded cast that Mattel's Rob David and Netflix's Ted Biaselli assembled for our Masters of the Universe series will let any lifelong He-Man fan know we're treating this cartoon seriously and honoring the legendary world of Eternia with A-list talent. Chris, Sarah, Mark, Lena, and the other amazing actors and actresses have given performances so powerful and real in a show that features a talking giant green tiger. With these fantastic performers behind our characters, it'll be crazy easy to immerse yourself in the swords and sorcery of our epic sci-fi soap opera. Man. I'm looking, I, you know, if it's Kevin Smith, it's going to actually be good. I got to admit, Kevin Smith always takes pride in a lot of these these uh, these comic books. He's a, he's a huge fan, and being a huge fan, he tends to put out the best type of product for fans because he makes them as a fan, which is really awesome. So looking forward to this new series coming into Netflix. They still haven't given us a date yet as to when it's going to come out, but it's surely supposed to be coming out very soon. Looking forward to find out what the dates are. So, from animated series to horror movies, I got the opportunity to chat with uh, Scream Queen Sadie Katz about many of her projects having to do with uh, with horror movies and something about Room 236. <laughs> Check it out. So, on the Xander effect, I have Sadie Katz. She is a Scream Queen, been in a lot of horror movies, actress, and uh, how you doing, Sadie? I'm good. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure having you on the Xander Effect. Looks like it's a beautiful day where you're at. I'm, I'm assuming you're in California. I am. I'm in um, East Side. I'm like Silver Lake. Oh, nice. 
We have a tiki a tiki backyard. So for any tiki enthusiasts, my fiance is really into tiki. So we have lots of tiki going on. Nice, nice. You have your own little paradise, all your own. Right I know. Now. And I know the Silver Lake area because the Silver Lake area is actually really nice. I actually grew up around that that you know sort of area myself. Oh yeah, it's really funky. It's like we're in like Atwater Village, Silver mm -hmm. Lake. It's, yeah. It's it's kind of like. It's now it's a little frou frou, but it's got an edge to it too. So oh it's yeah, it's, it's totally nice. But so we're we're gonna talk a little bit about you know your your recent acts, the things that you've been doing. But before we get into that, you had fun this weekend during Oscar weekend. Am I right? What what, what I did, you did? Like, it looked like I saw because I'm stalking you on on social media. I'm stalking you on Instagram right now. Oh, stalk away. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw and I saw that you attended a couple of functions uh, over the weekend. I know. Well, you know Jimmy Starr, so he's my publicist, and his wonderful husband, Ron Russell, who I love to pieces. They're actually really good friends of ours, on top of being my publicist, and they got us into Sue Wong's um, gala. And I've been to the Oscars um, years ago, and I'll tell you a secret. They're really boring because no one really <laughs> wants to be there unless they're nominated. And this gala was like a fashion show um, with a nice dinner, which you don't have at the Oscars till afterwards, which, mm -hmm. you know, is fun. The governor's ball, I went to the governor's ball and like the Vanity Fair party, which is fun. But if you're not like super famous or um, nominated, it can be a little bit like disheartening. Well, this party ended up being like a blast, open bar, Ooh. nice red carpet, and really nice fashions. And um, they had uh, like monks doing, <laughs> doing like monks. sword things and, and, and flips. It was a really wild, fun party with over-the-top fashions. Everyone was having a blast. It was funny, though, because I was going around doing like a live um you know, a live feed for my Instagram. And I kept asking everyone, what's your favorite movie? And everyone's such LA douchebags that most of them were like, couldn't name a goddamn movie. <laughs> I was like, what? I said, just they're one like, movie. They're like, we're just here for the party. We're not really here for anything else. We're here for the open bar. <laughs> I know. I was like, two people I said, I go, so what movie do you think is going to win movie of the year? And two of them that were outrageously dressed and fabulous and funny. Both of them said me. <laughs> That's LA for you. You know this, though. You know this. Born and raised in LA, so yes, I do know this. Uh, you know, but and there were dogs there. There were many dogs there. There were like oh, wow. five people that brought their dogs. Oh wow, wow! Sounds like you had a blast at this. I mean, well, my question is, were you surprised at who won? Like, because honestly, Parasite, amazing movie. The the critics have gone bananas of it. But the real cool part is, and I reported about this on my last episode, is how the Oscars has now evolved. It's become more than just, okay, we're gonna focus on the movies that were made here in America that are English speaking movies. No, now they've broadened their horizons and now they're looking at international foreign films that, have, that are not English speaking, that are subtitled, and they gave them a shot. They actually gave them film movie of the year, you know, at the Oscars. That, that was the biggest award ever and they won it. I mean, what do you, how do you feel about that? I don't know. I saw it three times. Wow. Because um, we have the screener. And, like, um, 
I mean, I know there was a little bit of like controversy. In fact, I just talked to someone last night who said that they were kind of upset. I was at a table read. They said, well, you know, they can't, then why have it win, you know, the best foreign film and the movie of the year? But I mean, that movie was extraordinary. The first time I watched it, uh, my fiance Miles was out of town and Miles said, said, you should watch Parasite. And it's really scary. I said, scary? Oh, okay. So I, I pop it in and the first 20 minutes, I called him, I go, am I watching the right movie? This isn't scary, but it was cool. You know, it was edgy or it was quirky. Then about a half hour into it, I went, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> An hour into it, I went, oh my God. By the end of the movie, I went, you just mind blown. Blown. And then, so my girlfriend comes over. She flies in from Miami. And I go, we got to see this movie. Have you seen it? And, I mean, then we watched it again. And, I mean, it, I don't think that's going to happen again. You know, it, it was an anomaly because that movie was so unique. And, and it just it kept flipping and turning. So I do think it shows, like, growth from the Academy that, they're acknowledging like this is a movie that is I mean I jumped up so we're at the the gala <laughs> and I'll tell you we didn't really watch much of the Oscars which mm -hmm. was kind of weird because they were doing the fashion shows so we saw a couple of the awards in between oh, so, they were, doing, we so they were doing it simultaneously they were doing the fashion show and the Oscars at the same time sort of yeah so we were like I, I go okay finally okay we're gonna see who won which was kind of you know, funny. So then when that film won, everyone was really quiet. I thought there's not a chance in hell it's going to win. And when it won, because I tend to be, uh, get really excited about things, I jumped up and I was like, yes, how cool. And I thought it was really cool that we were there. So obviously, um, you know, it, it's a lot of Asians. And I would think that that's a win for um well you know, I know it's a Korean film, but yeah. for Asians to be acknowledged because Americans lump all Asians together because we're racist assholes. I, you know, 4% of actors are Asian, of Asian descent. So I think it's really important that they're like, they're having a representation in film and, you know, it, it, it's a big deal. So I was like, wow, this is cool that we're here with like, actors that are acknowledging that you know it, it's important and and they have their story to tell too well this is i think this is the first time that uh someone of of korean descent uh has actually won an oscar i mean i've never i've never is that seen, true I, I think so i've never seen any other any other uh person of, of korean nationality win an oscar and uh, especially in best director in the category best director as well, that was that was huge. I've never. But does it even matter? I mean, here's the crazy thing. Truthfully, the film like the film wasn't good because it had anything. Like, yes, it was a Korean story because of where it took place in the in the class system there, but it was just fucking brilliant. I mean, it it was brilliant no matter what, which is what was kind of cool. Like the storytelling was really wild so i mean that's kind of you know like i get excited about things but i'm not really a social justice warrior per se and so i was like dude this story is fucking wacky 
Like it's no, but well, 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 my thing is, my thing is, it's not so much about it being social justice. I mean, in a, in a sense, it is because I mean, if you look at the track record of the Oscars, they usually right. go for the most popular or the 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 you know the Martin Scorsese, Steven Spielberg's. They always go for the most popular all the time. Do so, they for the for the best? Like the, lately, the, I mean, they no, they the, do the, and they don't. Like Brad Pitt winning. Yeah, well, I'm try, what I'm trying, well, what I'm trying to say is that this is growth. Like we just talked, yeah. it's growth. Yeah, because it's starting yeah, to actually expand. You know the way the way of looking at yeah. film. It's no longer political. It's no longer you know something. Right. Because we all know the Oscars is very political. Uh, it's always been political for years. So seeing this happen at the Oscars, and then what last year? Uh, I think it was the first. Uh, the first. Um, I think it was the first uh, Latin American that won uh, won an Oscar. And then the yeah, you're American. right. I mean, it's starting to show that the Oscars are starting to grow. They're starting to like go outside of of their of their of the norm, which is really great because it's a you know, I mean, it's it's time for a change. I mean, evolution. We're evolving. We're changing. We're we're starting to see things in a different light. So what do you think though that nobody's why like so it had the worst viewers ratings? Yes, I talked about that as well. But but you know what? It's time that like the Oscars doesn't go on. It's time that the Oscars maybe doesn't go on like prime news and it, I mean prime channels and it goes on, you know, well, ABC, streaming. ABC is a pretty prime channel because it was on. That's ABC. what I'm saying. What if but, it changes? But but I think, in my opinion, and again, I talked about this as well in my last episode. Is the fact of the matter that I think that it's just the viewers are just so desensitized because they see everything, like you said, on social media, streaming sites. Not many yeah. people are watching television anymore because there's really nothing good on TV anymore. So they just click the channel or they go on Netflix, on Hulu, Disney Plus. But they're checking now, on their phone. Like they don't even need phone. to watch it. Exactly. So that's why probably that's what might be a factor as to why viewership has gone down I right. mean, and it's just not it's not just the oscars it's just viewership in general on all yeah. networks because everybody is focused now on streaming sites because me personally i don't like watching a show and watching commercials on with the show i like binge watching i like watching everything me too i do not like okay this is great yes now i gotta wait for now i gotta wait three minutes for a commercial great you know, it's a good We're time. such assholes. I mean, like, we can't watch we three minutes. We, we, want, we want what we want. What can we say? You know, like, we, we don't want to so say, like, oh, my God, what happened next? And go to commercial. No, I don't want that. I want to know what happens next now. I'm spoiled like that. What well, I, I kind of get to, like, <laughs> with the Oscars, I'm always, like, like, it's not like I get that. Like, I got excited about the guys from Parasite winning the director from Parasite. Because I thought that that was an exciting thing. But for me to watch like Brad Pitt win an Oscar, I'm not like, oh my God, he needed to win some more. That rich, beautiful man <laughs> who's, who just like wakes up every day like, hi, I'm Brad Pitt. I, I'm winning. I don't like, I'm not like, good for him. I don't give a shit I, I mean, if Brad Pitt has an Oscar. At the end of the day, it's more about, it's more along the lines of, the Oscar is just basically, it's just basically, uh, you know, in my opinion, it's just something to show an accomplishment, a bigger accomplishment, the biggest, one of the biggest accomplishments an actor, director, producer can have. You know, aside from obviously the Golden Globes, aside from Emmys, aside from all these things, 
this the Oscars is the mecca. This is the one where everybody, every director, producer, writer, uh, cinematographer, uh, director of photography, everybody, editor, everybody is looking forward to because this gives them a huge notoriety in the eyes right. of the rest of the world. So it's not so much about, you know, it's not so much about, oh, yeah, I won. No, it's about, okay, I won. I'm somebody, I'm, I'm, you know, people recognize my hard work <laughs> over the years. Oh, what about Adam? Did you see Adam Sandler's speech on the Independent Spirit Awards? No. Oh, my God. So he gave the, okay, the second we're done here, you have to Google it because I'm a huge fan of Uncut Gems. Now, and I know this is going to sound like I'm full of shit, but. Like, of course I would want to win an Oscar, but the Independent Spirit Awards, like no one campaigns for that. That's people like, that's actors who are doing indie films, mm -hmm. even if they're big actors like Adam Sandler. And they're given for literally the best performance, the best acting. Like it's not about being beautiful or glamorous. And he gives the funniest speech and the most heartfelt. Now I cried over that because I loved Uncut Gems. Like I'm obsessed with that movie. I would, if someone said you could have been in that movie as, you know, his chick who was super hot and I wasn't going to play her because she's like super young, hot, and she's got a booty that says what? <laughs> <laughs> I might have cut off like a pinky toe. <laughs> Nice. But I love that film so hard. I would love to work with the, what are they, the, the Sappy Brothers? Mm -hmm. um, so rad. I love, did you see that film? No, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to see it yet. I haven't seen it yet. Dude, dude, you got some shit to do when we get off the phone. <laughs> you got some Put me shit. on the spot right now. <laughs> did you see a honey pie? There's a lot of stuff that I haven't seen. I've been so See, you're too busy years. working. Uh, I really am. I gotta have a life one of these days, but I have I, guess, to, I will do it eventually. I I did binge watch. I did. I did. I have to admit. Oh, where'd you go? Okay, I binge watched, and I saw like a couple of films when I got back, and I stayed up like all night long just watching films and crying my eyes out. That was wow. me. <laughs> well, that, well, I got to go ahead and do that eventually. But you know what? Let's let's we're, we've completely gone on a tangent. We're supposed to talk about you here, not about everybody else. No, I don't. Let's go ahead. Well, we're. Well, I wanted to focus a little bit, you know, about the fact of the matter that you have, um, you along with uh, Felisa Rose, you have uh, you're promoting your new channel, Room Two Thirty Six on Thrillflix. What's two th Room Two Thirty Six about? Okay, so it's a streaming channel, and I'll say that it is like, you know, it's $3.99 a month, and these films are really super quirky and strange. There's this one, um, it's The Glass Coffin. Please watch that. I want to hear your thoughts. And um, she's wonderful in it. It's a Spanish film, and I absolutely love it. It's a it's a indie film and she gets locked in this limo the whole thing takes place in this limo and it is terrifying scary she gives an amazing performance there it's also um some people walked out of it some people stayed and loved it um she's being honored for a lifetime achievement award in the film and 
that's when shit goes down. I, we discovered this film and I absolutely love it. Dylan Reynolds from All Channel is the one who helped negotiate the deal. There's also a film called Three Pigs, Three Little Pigs. And it's a, it's a modern <laughs> adaption of three pigs, but they're men with pig snouts. And it's kind of a gangster movie. It's the weirdest <laughs> fucking film. You should get really high and watch this movie. <laughs> I am not joking. Um, I am in love with it. So it's a streaming channel that Felissa and I are curating these really weird movies. Some of them are movies that we got and you're like, this movie, how did it even get made? I do not know. Who gave the money for this? I do not know. But it's such um it's such a uh of like if you're in film, it's such a uh a, a miracle when a film is edited and distributed. And there's so it's an act of love. It's also an act of, of being a complete crazy person. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's so much work. And Thrillflix came to me, they're from Belgium. And they came to me and said, we want to do a site by producers for producers that even if they only make $6 on their film for the year, they at least make money on their film. Mm -hmm. And I really liked that. And they're still finding their way. It's really hard because there's so many streaming services. So right now we're, we're still figuring out the edges, but for $3.99 a month, you get to watch crazy movies they have a bunch of if you like um chinese uh <laughs> films that have a bunch of karate films this is your place to see them bruce lee versus zombies if you like old films that are hilarious um there's a, a bunch of you know the sleepaway films that are fun a bunch of knockoff films and then there's some gems in there that um it's worth it you're also really putting money in the filmmakers pockets i'm this is my quest this year is to encourage people to sign up and support the filmmakers um we're getting a very little part of the film the filmmakers are getting a part of the film and thrill flicks is right now we're trying to keep it alive and figure out how to sustain it in a world of um you know of a billion streaming services eventually it will probably be free and we'll show an advertisement at the beginning and one at the end not one in the middle but we're still finding our way but Felissa and I are really proud of the venture and we're going to keep supporting it and eventually ask filmmakers if they would like to have one of the things that's a global um streaming service yeah. and i'm really excited about it no Does that's that really cool so it's thrillflix.com mm -hmm. yeah no i saw i saw the site i saw a yeah. couple of the movies and i'm like oh they have bruce lee on here that's pretty cool yeah, yeah it's I like cool. Part, so <laughs> i actually took a look at the at the yeah. site myself so um but aside from aside from thrillflix you also thrillflix that's a tongue twister um aside from that say three times thrillflix 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 <laughs> it's like beetlejuice 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 yeah. <laughs> um aside from that you also you're also just completed a couple of movies you completed uh i believe it was clown fear and hanukkah i did you know so um they're they're calling it clown fear Bless their hearts. So it's coming out by Lionsgate. <laughs> it's coming out this month. They're doing the premiere next week. Um, I play Carly, Carly Summers, and um, I'm a runaway bride. And guess what happens? 
my car breaks down. <laughs> spoiler I alert. <laughs> I, spoiler <laughs> alert. And it breaks down in the worst town possible. Um, it's this of course town. it does. <laughs> I know. Um, and my, my uh, maid of honor is played by Augie Duke, who is terribly funny and adorable and whose career is blowing up, which I knew it would. And um, my, my, terrible clown boyfriend and this is randy wayne who is sexy and fabulous in this um and we have a, a couple other fun treats as far as names that you'll just have to see it and see it's a comedy it's a horror comedy it's a lot of fun um i play you know very spunky i wrote it to kind of be like a horror bridesmaids i haven't seen the completed project i hear it's fun lionsgate picked it up so um look for it in some stores i'm thinking walmart and in tarjay maybe it will hit Redbox, but it will be out and it will be out streaming i'm excited about that and hanukkah oh i'm going to show you this because i just got this on a trip here we're going on a trip. Hold on. We're going on a trip. It Don't see like that it, I didn't make my bed. It, it almost it almost looks like, to me, that it's almost like a Star Trek right now. You know? I You're know. Like, oh, Scotty, it's all shaking all over the place. <laughs> I know. Sorry, sorry. And where did I put it? So I got a VHS copy. Oh, wow. VHS. Hanukkah, that is old school like right there. The freaking coolest thing ever. I didn't realize how cool it was until I opened up my mail. And I went, oh my God, I'm so, I'm blown away. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's available on DVD, but it's also available on VHS. That's so crazy. I can't believe they're still making movies on VHS. Is, is this Joe Blood's Special Collector's Edition? And I got to show you the inside because I did not know how nostalgic I would feel. I actually smelt the inside of the box. <laughs> and I was like, this is wild. This is also Sid Higgs' last film, which he does a really marvelous job in this because wow. he passed away. But look at that, My Way Home video. Wow. And it's numbered. So they, they have, I think, five different colors. And there's me with a bag in my mouth. <laughs> I think VHS should come back in style. I don't know. I mean, I still, I still have a VHS player, actually. I, I think it is. So there's Sid and Caroline Williams, PJ Souls, who I love the pants off of. She plays my mom, which is crazy because she's fabulous and she's lovely. And I play a little a little bitchy woman and they, they made me look much younger than I am. Thank Thank the Lord. They also CGI'd my vagina, which, so I just kept running around after the, at the premiere saying, it's not what my vagina looks like. I don't know why <laughs> they look like a fish, but. So wait a minute, so what is, what is this movie about exactly? Not like, you gotta be curious It's about literally it. about, it's, it's, it's funny. A group of Jewish like young all, it adults. Like, it seems like it's all over the place. So that's why I'm just like, I wonder what. Well, it's doing. not, you know, so the first screening, if you saw it was rough because it just came out mm -hmm. and, um, and they re-edited it. So, um, I'm sorry, I'm plugging in my phone so I don't lose you. And, um, it's really just about a group of young adults who are, you know, it's Hanukkah and they're not following the rules. And, 
the rabbi comes to get them. And it's a really overzealous rabbi played and by Joe, um, I'm going to say his name wrong, Joe Kidder. And Kane Hodder is in it. Who else is in it? Or, no, the stunt coordinator is Kane Hodder. And um, it's, let's see, it's with the help of a wise rabbi, they deduce that they're being targeted because they violated the Judaic law. And their only chance of survival is to embrace the faith. It's actually really funny. You know, it's funny and it's scary and it's really gory. I will say this, it's really gory. Is it it's, funny to you or is it supposed to be funny? <laughs> no, no, no. It's supposed to be funny. So, like, I brought, so I invited some of my girlfriends who are adults. Like, they're my mom friends. Mm -hmm. And I said, I don't know how you're going to feel about this. It's really gory. I saw the first cut and, like, it's intense. And then we watched it and it's so funny. There's a lot of, it's, it's very much like an 80s slasher film. Oh, okay. So it's that kind of thing. So the, VHS, I, so the VHS packaging would make sense because, you know, that's 80s right there. Yeah, and there's a poster that comes with it. So, I mean, I would definitely, the style and the, and the um, timing is very 80s slasher. And I wouldn't be surprised if when this is released on DVD that it becomes like a, a big hit. You know, it, it was at drive-ins. They did a really good job marketing it. And, um, I mean, all the, all the, uh, kids, the young adults, like, I don't know what they did to my face. They airbrushed it. And I look like, I look like I'm 24, which I'm not under the delusion that I look 24, but I do look very young in this. Like I play, I'm the stuck up bitch. There's the girl who's the goth. There's the young nerd. Um, you know, there's the hot jock. And so we're all these like, 80s stereotypes and yeah. there's a lot of very funny lines um funny moments and then there's kind of the adult storyline that's like mm -hmm. sets up the the killer of course and it, it actually ended up being um a film that I, I thoroughly enjoyed and there's a lot of moments where you're like what the fuck and then there's some levity um I really enjoyed it it's very good no that's really cool so you have these two projects that are out um, what are you working on currently? What's, what's your latest project that you're working on currently? So I have this film that I, I shot in June in Italy called Megan. Mm. And, uh, that must've been fun being in Italy. Oh my God. Was it, uh, which I did with Greg Travis, who was in Showgirls and Starship Troopers and a billion other films and Randy Wayne, who's in everything who I also did, uh, clown fear with and it's sort of misery meets hard candy it's a yeah, sex revenge yeah it's a sex revenge thriller and i get my revenge in some devious ways it's shot very very well so you're the, the, so, you're, so you're the so you're the main the main star on this one you're the you're the killer you're the oh yeah psychopath <laughs> and i'm and it's shot very very well um, it's cause it's, you know, the, the Italians don't fuck around when they yeah. shoot, like, like, you know, some of the shots, it's so funny. Cause you know, in LA, I would be like, okay, I'm just coming in to go pour some coffee. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're, then I walk in and they're setting up a dolly crane and I'm like, can't we just do one shot where I'm pouring the goddamn coffee? <laughs> they're like, no, 
you come in, the camera follows you, and da da da. I'm like, okay (laughs) okay Okay. i mean everything's very intense the film is very um i saw it it's good it's scary i'm scary as fuck it's sexy in a twisted way i mean when is it slated to come out it's gonna come out and we're We've got a couple uh, distributors looking at it. I think it's going to come out in the next few months. Um, we're waiting for their cycle. Um, so, and then Amityville Harvest is is being released through Lionsgate. That's a vampire movie <laughs> with Kyle Lauder. You're all who, about the horror. <laughs> well, Megan is a thriller, so there's a bunch of twist endings in there. So that's a thriller. And then next Christmas, I'll be in. Uh, it's a Fargo Christmas. Oh, geez. So, you know, it's a little bit different. And uh, oh, don't you know? That'll don't be you know? Oh, don't, oh, you, don't know. you know? So, <laughs> so I'm not just doing horror. I'm trying to break it up. Oh, you betcha. <laughs> oh, you betcha. I'm actually super excited. Ed Asner's in that. Richard Real. Nice. Um, yeah, and I it, that's gonna be a fun one because I love Christmas. So I have a Christmas movie and then I have Hanukkah. Nice, <laughs> nice. Well, Sadie, thank you so much. I mean, it sounds like you have a huge, you know, array of things that are happening for you. So happy for you. I hope that uh I get to like maybe visit you on set, interview you a little bit on set, which Please. I would love to do that. You know, and just just to just you know watch you watch you in action. That would be really cool to have. But other than that, I mean, thank you so much for being on the Xander Effect. You were so much fun to to talk with. Love going on the little tour of your house, you know, and <laughs> <laughs> and hearing the crazy stories that you have. I mean, I look forward to having you on here again very soon. Please, thank you so much. You're awesome, and I I know that we will meet another another time thank you no worries thanks a lot sadie cats okay take care thanks Thanks so much, Sadie, for being on the Xander Effect. Looking forward to chatting with you again very soon. In sports, Simone Johnson, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's daughter, just got signed to the WWE. She's going to be the fourth generation of that family that's going to be wrestling and representing uh, the Johnson uh, slash Maya family. So it should be very interesting. She's also going to be the first female of that of her family that's going to be entering uh, WWE wrestling so that should also be really cool uh, I'm sure it means a lot to her to, to Dwayne Johnson as well to see that her daughter is continuing on the legacy of his family recently as we as many of you know uh, Rocky Johnson uh, senior uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson's father passed away uh, suddenly actually and uh, and Dwayne Johnson took it very very hard because I mean Rocky Johnson was was pretty much the one that trained his son how to become a wrestler. Uh, you know, Dwayne Johnson comes from a long line. You know, you have P- High Chief Peter Maivia that was a part of that same family. The Wild Simone, Sika, uh, like all of them. I mean, even Roman Reigns is also part of that uh, part of that legacy as well. So it's it's one of those things where it means a lot that out of all those male, you know, strong dominant male role models that this young lady's had, she is 
going to be a part of that legacy now. And she's cementing her own legacy as a fir- as the first female to enter uh, wrestling. However, w- the question here is, is she going to be met with the same type of um, the same type of greet greeting that Rocky, you know, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson received when he first appeared. Now, if you remember, if if many new wrestling fans remember, when he first started out in uh, WWE, back then it was WWF, uh, Rocky, he came in as Rocky, like as, 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 Pretty much Rocky Maivia. That's that's was his name, Rocky Maivia. He came as Rocky Maivia. Everybody knew him to be Rocky Johnson's son. They were booing him when he first came out. Like they did not like him. That's the reason why he turned heel. And because he was so good at turning heel, he was actually really. It wasn't. It wasn't so much that the heel turn was hard for him. He actually enjoyed turning heel because he was angry at the fans turning on him for no reason. He looked at it as I got myself here for the, on my own. So. Why are people disrespecting me just because I'm the son of, you know, I'm third generation? I mean, it's not right. So he took on the mantle of heel so well that he won over the crowd and they started loving him because he was hilarious. He had charisma. He brought his own personality into wrestling, which was really cool. The question is, is Simone going to have to take the same type of treatment that, that, Ro- that The Rock did? Or is she going to come in because she's a female, because she's the first female to go in there? Are they going to hype her up in that type of blanket? It's it's yet to be seen. Is she going to have the same talent as her as her father, her grandfather, her great grandfather, her cousins? Is she going to have that type of talent as well? All of this is is it remains to be seen. I mean, if the WWE signed her, granted, it could be nepotism. It could be because she's a legacy. It could be any reason. But at the end of the day, I doubt that the WWE would hire somebody if they didn't have any talent. So they must see something in her. She must have some sort of wrestling talent for them to have signed her to a contract with with their developmental, uh, you know, with the, with the developmental side of WWE. So who's who knows what's going to happen? Who knows where we're going to go? I mean, Charlotte Flair. She's doing fantastic. I mean, she's she's a, an incredible athlete, daughter of Ric Flair, and there's many others that have been doing pretty well for themselves. So, we're, it's just to see, it's yet to see what happens with Simone. We'll see how what what goes on the moment she gets in front of those spotlights for you know and represents the the Maya Johnson family. In other sports news, the Astros, the Houston Astros, they want to be over it. Yeah, they they want to be over it. Yeah, because you cheated. You, you cheated, guys. You cheated. You got caught. So suddenly you want people to forget about this? <laughs> Not likely. Los Angeles Dodger pitcher Cody Be- uh, Bellinger went ahead and he said, "For these guys were cheating for three years. Everyone knows they stole the ring from us. Damn it, he's right. They stole the ring from us, Okay. It's not fair that these guys could walk around thinking that they are World Series champions. They're not. They're cheaters. They cheated, and they need to be stripped of that championship. Not only stripped, but they need to not be playing baseball at least for one season. I mean, if Manchester United is getting punished right now, and they're going to be gone for, for, for a season or so, then... Guess what, Astros? You guys need to have the same type of fate happen to you. Not just, oh, well, we're over it. Come on, guys. You, you guys, of course you guys are over it. And the, the pitcher, uh, the Astros pitcher, Brad uh, Peacock, said, 
We're moving forward. We've put it behind us. Yes, you've put it behind us. What about the rest of us baseball fans? What about the rest of us Los Angelinos that felt that we got screwed? You guys had an amazing World Series. You had one of the series that ended in, what, 17, 18, 19 innings? That was fantastic. Why did you go ahead and destroy that? You ruined that, guys. By doing, by cheating. This is the worst thing that you could ever do. Astros manager Dusty Baker also said, it is in the past now. We, I'm hoping the players don't have to answer any more questions about it because how many times can you say the same thing? It's time for us to get to work, put it behind us, ask for forgiveness. The guys said they were sorry. Yeah, because saying sorry is going to go ahead and change the fact that we got that Los Angeles got screwed out of a title because of cheating. That's going to go ahead and make everything disappear. Saying sorry is going to make everything just all better. No, I'm sorry, Houston Astros. You need to pay for what you did. And I don't know how in the world you're going to do it. Like I said, a couple of suggestions. Strip them of the title and take them off for a season. That should really hurt them. And that's the point. It's called a punishment for a reason. So we'll see what the MLB decides to do in the coming months as far as the investigation continues on that matter. In video game news, Battlefield 5 has an update. Uh, basically, the, the developers of Battlefield 5 felt that the tanks were a little bit too overpowered. They, were, they kept on respawning over and over again. So they have an update that just came out. It cuts tanks on the field in half, re- reducing tank spawn rate on, breakthrough, on, on breakthroughs for sector. In addition, they also added new weapons to the update. They also added the Type 11 LMB, Model 37, shot, Model 37 shotgun, M2 carbon uh, carbon rifle and many more. So Battlefield 5 owners, get ready because there's a lot going on in this update that you're definitely going to want to have. That's the Xander effect for you. That's the news in case you haven't heard it. Thank you for watching. Uh, a little bit on the side note, from this point forward, the Xander effect is going to be doing somewhat uh, a little bit, we're changing the format a little bit for the Xander effect. I'm going to be playing a little bit of music for you guys. Maybe not doing so much of the visual from time to time, but you never know. I might surprise you. And mainly focusing on entertaining you guys with entertainment sports and video games and with a little bit of music so you guys could go ahead and have a good time on this show thanks again for watching the xander effect i'm your host xander dames and i will see you next time live it up be taylor flow rider Live it up. The Xander Effect is powered by 5050 Global Music Inc., BMG, and 
Sony Music The Orchard in association with Art19 Media. Hi guys, thanks a lot for watching this episode of The Xander Effect. Now, if you like this video or any of my other videos, here's a couple right here. See, they're right here, they're right here. Go ahead and click on those to view some of my past videos and make sure to subscribe because it's awesome. See you next time on The Xander Effect. Also, don't forget to follow me on Twitter and Instagram.